I hate sand. God. It's coarse and it gets in between my fingers. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Attack of the Podcast. I'm Griffin. I'm David. Uh, Sims. This is our podcast uh, where we uh, investigate the second Phantom Menace movie, the sequel to The Phantom Menace. Yeah. Star Wars it's, Episode 2. It's Attack a the Star Clans. Wars movie. You insist on calling it a Phantom Menace movie. It's well, George Lucas's unfinished Star Wars saga. I mean, I just... It's just you're so attached to The Phantom Menace. Yeah. Yeah, that was the original I, and I best. I was trying to think of an example, but I guess most of them don't work. I was going to say, well, you call Dark Knight a Batman movie. Mm. It's a Nolan Batman movie. Yeah, and they yeah. call that the Dark Knight trilogy, which right. is so annoying. Right. I, I hate... Well, this is a whole other podcast, but I deeply hate the fact that the third one's called The Dark Knight Rises. So stupid. Because that's like... If you call, like, it's like sequelizing the sequel title, right? It would be like if you made a sequel to The Phantom Menace called like The Phantom Menace Returns or The yeah. Phantom Menace Strikes or something like yeah. that. Uh, it'd be like if if George ever got off his butt and made a third Star Wars movie and it was called The Attack of the Clones again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Return of the Attacking Clones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Attack of the Clones Strike Back. All right, let's stop. Okay, we have a guest this week. What? <gasps> Yeah, Rachel Dolezal. We oh, previewed boy. it last week. We did. We talked about it a lot. Half right. Her name is Rachel. That's true. Uh, Rachel Lang. Hey, Rachel. Hello. Our I'm good Rachel. friend. Our, our former trivia teammate. Yep. Uh, what teams were we on to get? We were on Vin Diesel, Pig in the City. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, briefly, I'm not I sure if I... Rachel was on that one. Actually. I think that's when we all started to drift apart. That's I really it. fought for that name so hard, and then I it know. came yeah. and I was gone. There were like multiple ballots where Vin Diesel Big in the City was the like the runner up. Right, two two seasons was, in a row. It was the runner. There was up. Too Fast, Too Mama, Ten Bien. Probably our best name ever. Pretty good it. one. William H Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. That yes. one was incredible. Yeah, that one was like a total out of nowhere smash hit. It Remember, was a like it, story. you just you scribbled it down, like yeah. it started laughing, and I was like, wait, I don't even get it. And then I was like. Oh, Macy's, like, the store. And then I was like, oh, that's actually really good, because imagine if the parade was just William H. Macy. <laughs> and imagine him at the front, just with a little the baton grand beaming. Beaming. And then I just couldn't let it go. And maybe I'd seen a picture of William H. Macy that day, and so I was just thinking about him with his mustache. We were reading that Onion article. That's one of my favorite pieces of comedy writing ever, which is, what is uh, it? A, like, ten different names for William H. Macy in different cultures. <laughs> It's yes, written as if yes. William H. Macy is Santa Claus, and each culture has a different lore for William H. Macy. It's one of my favorite pieces of comedy writing mm-hmm. in history. Rachel. Yes. Hi, Rachel. Hello. You're only the second guest we've had on this show. That's it's true. an honor, and I would never have invited myself, and I'm so glad that you guys thought to invite me, and I did not demand to be put on this podcast. You didn't demand. You didn't demand. But you, you wrote us a plaintive and moving email. It was it was a real uh, uh, plea, a, a, a cry uh, of of passion and yeah. attention. And memory. Yeah. For, memory, for how you nostalgia. felt about this film and this romance. This 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 sand, uh, what's the word? What how does what does it get between? It's coarse. Fingers? Yeah, this coarse romance. Yeah, this sandy romance. But that, but this is the important part. We're after weeks of putting it off. This is the romance episode. We're getting into the romance, which is uh, perhaps the quote unquote <laughs> emotional core of the film. I guess so. Is no. it? Well, it's supposed to be. It's it's like it's this like huge thing. That had not even be. There's no. Well, I guess there's a little bit laid out in the first movie, but the second movie. Are you it an just, angel? Right. The second movie, it's like this. It's like 
this is the central conflict of the movie. Right. Anakin's inner war between like being a Jedi and being in love. Yeah. Now we have danced around the subject because we didn't want to blow the load. We yeah. knew we were going to uh, talk about this at, at an episode length. Uh, where this this plotline's not very effective for either of us. No, and was not when we saw the film. You, no. Rachel, I, we were gross teenage boys. We were Let's gross remember. teenage boys. We were like, yeah. I was thirteen years old. Yep. When I saw this movie four times in theater, two thousand and two. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was the most beautiful love story I had ever seen, ever. And I think I still thought that until about the year two thousand and seven. Was there a rewatch at that point, or did you oh, just... I had seen it a lot since then. And me and uh, Rachel, before the pipe, were talking about John Williams' love theme mm-hmm. and how much she, you cared about that. I think that really contributed to uh, my misconception of... <laughs> it's not a misconception. It's just no, it was no, your yeah. conception. My yeah. incorrect opinion of how beautiful <laughs> this love story is. There's a whole uh, featurette on the special features about love. I don't know if you guys watched I'm pretty sure I watched recently. it at some point. Maybe not recently. Okay, yeah. I watched it at... 8 a.m. this morning. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> but so Across the Stars yes. is the main track. Yes. Uh, across the, the Stars, parentheses, love theme. Uh-huh. Uh, you, you had sort of intense fandom specifically for that track. Yes. I uh, went to see John Williams conduct the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra. When you were about, how old were you? I think probably 14. Sure. I think he came yeah. by the next year. Right. It was a year, your, your love for, their love was still lingering. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I watched the film before I went to see the music played live just right. to get a taste of like the the recorded track so mm-hmm. I could compare it uh, with the live orchestrations. And they did not disappoint. Um, I cried. I <laughs> absolutely sobbed and cried. Wept in I wept. I'll add that I saw this. Uh, I mean, I was in a full audience, but no one in my family would come with me. Yeah, so sure. I was there alone. <laughs> sure. Wow. Uh, At age 40. Well, I guess, yes. yeah, that's all. I was very cultured. Um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, it is, what was I going to say? I wanted to ask. So if this was the transcendent romance for you in 2002, like what was it topping? Like, did you feel that way about Titanic or like ever after? I'm trying to think about like the romantic, uh, the big romantic movies of our youth. Yeah, was, was this the first teens. one where you felt that strongly about a love in in film, in cinema, or I feel was like this replaced? I would thing? absolutely say that it was. Okay. I, I this was w- the first one. You never felt this strongly? I, yeah, wow. I loved Titanic. Yeah. Right. And it's one of the, I think it's the second VHS I ever bought. The first is Miss Congeniality. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay. yeah. And, uh, you know, I loved it, thought it was great, um, was barely allowed to watch it because there were boobies in it. Uh-huh. And um, there's one thing that my parents don't like, boobies. Yeah. Um. So. Attack of the Clones could have done with some more boobies. I think could so. Have done with some more yeah. It does uh, have that midriff bearing so section. So artfully the cut off. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. gonna say, in the arena at Genosis, the pillars look a lot like vaginas. <laughs> well, even the yeah. actually, I was noticing this too. The whole platform that they're on is covered in vaginal imagery. Thank you. Okay, Ben was shaking his head. You have Ben's noticed wrong. this. Yeah. Right. No, they're vaginas. They're vaginas. When I asked my girlfriend. They are vaginas. We there are big go. vagina experts. We know what they look like. Those are vaginas. That's Conf- two women watching the movie together, mm-hmm. both of whom have vaginas, confirming that I am not a dirty-minded boy, <laughs> that I am on the money, Ben, I say as I point at his face, Ben. You haven't introduced Ben, by the way. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, God. <laughs> producer Ben, a.k.a. producer Ben, a.k.a. the Ben-deucer, a.k.a. the Poet Laureate, a.k.a. the Haas, a.k.a. Mr. Positive himself. <laughs> Hello, Fennel. 
Hello, fennel. Hello, fennel. Um, yeah, I guess I missed the vagina imagery. I also uh, did, but I wasn't. I wouldn't. I just need to remind myself of what it looks like. I can't remember what you guys are talking. What about. a vagina, vagina looks like? You forgot what? I'm yeah, what one of those things again? Um, They're like they look like the. It's like a, a part of a human body that looks like the pillars in the arena genosis. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Okay. But made of flesh and not stone. Mm, yeah, it's not ringing any bells, but anyway. Okay. Yeah, well, I'll, 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 I'll Wikipedia later. You know, we'll Google it, you and I, David, later when we're done. <laughs> in this small booth that mm-hmm. we're in right now. There's no windows. Yep. You and I, close the door. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, there's, uh, a, there's a detail. Just, young c- romance. It, well, yeah, but you in the email, you wrote <laughs> like a, kind of an essay. Wait, I might want to find it, actually. Wait, I uh, was you overcome with passion. Yeah, no, because we have to address several points in this. It was like you, you wrote like... I, I'm enjoying the show a lot. You've got to attack the clones. I have a very strong connection to this movie. I want to explain to you my bona fides. Mm-hmm. And then went like, I understand if you don't want to guess, but just putting out there, I'm ready to talk about it. And we immediately went like, we can't deny this. We got to have Rachel right. on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there, there's some detailed points that we skimmed over here. So you went, you went to the concert by yourself. Yes, I did. And I remember that I, uh, you know, was crying. And then I... A lot, like a lot. A lot. Like <laughs> tears. Like many tears. Like my shirt got a little wet, you know? Yep, right. And I was like, oh, God. I don't remember what I was wearing, but I know that it was like something that a sad suburban girl who was pretty fat and near Pittsburgh would wear because they thought it was a nice dress-up outfit to wear to a concert. Uh, and then I made my, my dad... Uh, pretty cheap guy and I begged and I begged and I begged to get the extra like $50 thing where you got to meet and greet John Williams Whoa. and he did wow he did but he didn't come with you no no he no, just no, no. that would have been another bucks. like right, right. $70 yeah, right, right. that's crazy yeah. so uh, I went and I stood just like shaking in line as like mothers introduced introduce their like trumpet playing sons to John Williams and <laughs> It was amazing, but I felt, I was like, oh, my God, I don't play an instrument. I don't belong here. This is awful. And then I finally got next in line, and I got a big sweaty hug from John Williams. <laughs> conducting is hard work. Yeah, post-conducting. So yeah, he had worked up this. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, that's a real, yeah, yeah. there's a lot he of vigor. He was drenched in sweat. Yep. And I don't remember what I said, but he signed my um, copy of the CD. Of the Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. Yep. I had the one that had uh, Yoda with the little lightning force ball that he's collected, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. and I still have that. Uh, that signed by yes. J.W. Yes. I, l- I love John Williams, by the way. I love man. him on any DVD that he, for a movie that he composed, like yeah. he always, like he talks like very, very passionately about what he's doing, even if like. We were talking about sometimes he ripped himself off well, he, a little bit. I was watching these featurettes this morning. Very invested. And he has the most intelligent things. To, it's like he's the only one who really like understands he's what storytelling dude. maybe is. Yeah. Uh, well, his movie is like the primary form of, I mean, his music is the primary form of storytelling in so many movies. That oh, he yeah. On. It is like that. the music is what is guiding you through more than anything else. In this movie, I would say uh, the audience would not know how to feel about things <laughs> no. at all. Definitely. Were the music not there. I just want to read a couple things from Rachel's emails. Yeah, sure. uh, one is that you saw it four times in theaters, wrote fan fiction for a school assignment in Miss Garlington's eighth grade language arts class. Yes. You got to get back to that. Great. And then she went on leave in the middle of the year with no notice. Yes. Sorry if we, we can bleep out her name if you want No, to. no, keep it. I don't know where she is or if she still exists or... Did she give you a good grade for this? Yeah. I think or was I got... it like you handed in the work and then she vanished? <laughs> that would have been even better. I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm not responsible for her leaving, <laughs> but I wouldn't say it was because my work was bad. I definitely got 
no lower than a B. Mm-hmm. And I only know that for sure because my first C was in geometry class mm-hmm. that same year. So And that was a devastating. That was but, yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah. Now, I have to ask because David historically, for some reason, hates fan fiction. I'm a huge fan. I love supporting the arts. Did you listen to our fan fiction episode? I did listen to your fan fiction episode while I was cooking dinner. Boy, did it get hot in there. (laughs) (laughs) What what was the nature of your fan fiction? Can can you give Uh, us a brief summary? Oh, yeah, that's right, of course. Sadly, it was not erotic at all. Uh, It was a battle. Uh, You know, there's... (laughs) <laughs> there's um, a, a line you may remember in Attack of the Clones where uh, Obi-Wan says something like, why do I get the feeling you're going to be the death of me? Mm. Uh, yeah. It's a great line. And yeah. I thought, oh, this sounds like it's, you know, foreshadowing sure. something. Yeah. Yeah. It feels it's, very weighted. Yeah, thuddingly obvious foreshadowing, yes. perhaps. Yes. Yes. Even yes. at 13. Yeah, you're like, yeah. Ah. I was like, this, yeah, this <laughs> pounding in my head is, uh, yeah, I think it's sinking in. So I wrote a battle between Obi-Wan and Anakin. Wow. Uh, it took place, I know, on like grassy hillsides, but there were also some rocks. And I remember vividly. So it's kind of like the places where Anakin and Padme roll yes, around. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They do roll around. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I God. think it might have been on Naboo. It's totally possible. I remember that there was a lot of um, crunching of bones in that story. Ooh. So, yeah, I was getting pretty dark. Considering that mostly they'd probably just be chopping each other up with like laser swords. Yeah. I think that maybe like. I didn't understand <laughs> what a lightsaber does. To were a they body. using lightsabers? They were, but maybe the crunching was like a hurtling of rocks. That oh was yeah, sure. I, you know, sure. they could blast each other yeah. around with yeah. force shoves. Maybe I was inspired by the Yoda and uh, Dooku, Dooku force Definitely. shoves. They could also just punch each other in mm. the bones. That was an option. I mean, just because they have lightsabers and force yeah. powers doesn't mean they. That's won't. the thing. They fight in a very limited way, considering they're like you know wizards. You know, yeah. Yeah. Can, do why anything. don't they just like crunch each other up with their hands, like with yeah. their force hands? Even during, I feel like during the battle on Geonosis, it takes so long for any force to really get That's used true. in an impressive way. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. why? What is even the point of this training? It's and, somewhat unimaginative. Yeah. yeah. I, one other thing from your email. Sure. Um, when you went to the concert and wept openly, you made a lot of awkward eye contact with an older woman sitting next to you who you let, later ran into at either a Marshalls or a TJ Maxx. Mm-hmm. Have you yet later unpacked I, which one it was? I am leaning toward TJ Maxx. Right. Interesting. Uh, uh, and why? you decided to engage this person in conversation. She was nice and politely pretended to remember me. Yes. I said, oh, you were at the John Williams concert. We looked at each other a lot. <laughs> and she just sort of was like, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> He's great. <laughs> that John Williams. That was it. I went on buying um, oversized polo shirts. <laughs> yeah, man. 2002. Yeah. Great <laughs> time for me. Physically. <laughs> for us all. This is the thing. I was older than, I'm older than you guys. Yes. I was 16 when I saw this film. Right. And we, were, I, we were 13? Yeah. Yeah, I was 13 when yeah. I saw it. Um, so I was more of a grown up. A little bit. Oh boy! You know, but I I hated the romance too. Yeah, sixteen year old grown up, you and Anakin, so grown up, two super fucking mature sixteen year olds were in a pain in the ass. But I think me and you were probably uh, simpatico on how we felt about this romance, Griffin. It did not. Uh, it did not work for me emotionally at the time. I did not dislike it at the time. I will say, I think, I, I, I just, just felt neutral. I went, oh, that's how, how the story's progressing. It just like, it just felt like it's like, oh yeah, this is sort of unnecessary. There needs to be some kind of conflict. Uh yeah, I you I, know they're 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 laying ground for whatever later problems, right? right? Whatever whatever Conflict. movies he wanted to make that he yeah. never got to. Um, but let's talk okay, about it, this romance. Right, it didn't work for us, Rachel. It worked for you at the time, and now you're you're implying it does not work for you anymore. It does not hold. Well, 
26 years old now. Congratulations. Thank very, you. Very good Thank job. Thank you so much. 26 and a half. Oh, my. Time flies. Um, and I feel that even since high school, I've, like, realized that movies that I thought were amazing are actually pretty bad. Mm. Um, you work in a film. I work in film. Yeah. Uh, and you watch a lot of movies. I watch a lot. I mean... Basically, I'm like an adult and not a 13 year old, and I like sort of un- have a basic understanding of storytelling uh-huh. and and emotions. And I see. And in retrospect, and you're like, ah, yes. yes. <laughs> there's some structural. There's some groundwork there are a here. Few you know, issues. Yeah. You're um, like a you're a builder checking the foundation, and you're like, mm, this isn't gonna. Li- you shouldn't yeah. buy this house. Yeah, I've reinvestigated <laughs> and uh, realized that it's pretty awful. <laughs> yeah. By the time I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. It ends on this beautiful secret wedding. Mm, uh, that's true. I thought that was great. I thought it was great. I like the secret wedding. I love the secret wedding. I think wedding. the secret wedding is actually kind of cool because, yeah, yeah, it's like, you one, there's they're not talking to each other, which really no improves. Words. Yeah, really improves everything because the talking is really where things fall apart. George has fucking said that he views these as silent movies, <laughs> and I say in response... Put your fucking money where your it's mouth totally is. It's totally true. Because Shut your yeah. That shot of her like holding his like Robot metal hand. hand. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the sun is setting and yeah. like it's all in, you know, that's some that's good. Beautiful. Yeah. You feel like they're at like George Clooney's lake house. Like it's then they probably were. Right. Yeah. Here's lake a, Como. Here's George a, Clooney's potbelly pig was probably still alive at that point though. Mm. His potbelly pig Max, who I like to think about a lot. I often think about the fact that George Clooney used to live with a potbelly pig called Max. He and Kelly Preston adopted friend. it together and then Kelly Preston left him, right? Wait, Kelly isn't she married to John Travolta? Did she date George Clooney for yeah. a while? Yeah. She also dated Charlie Sheen and they broke up because Charlie Sheen shot her <laughs> with a bullet. <laughs> That's a hundred percent true. Did he fire that bullet from a gun? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Charlie. He put Charlie. a bullet in a gun and shot it at his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, Charlie Sheen. He's great. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kelly Preston. Uh, good run of boyfriends. Yeah, seriously. Now she's with Travolta. No problems there. Loves women. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. You might conceivably work with John Travolta never. or Kelly Preston one day. Never. <laughs> the list of people who will never hire me is growing episode by episode. Yep. Um, all right. We have to talk about this romance. Well, oh, this is a theory I want to throw out just okay. quickly. All right. Listen. Ben's just laughing because I keep being like, all right, so let's actually talk about this. What would happen if we we, we turned Attack the Clones into a silent movie? If we, you know, fucking converted to grayscale? Mm-hmm. Why does it have to be uh, black and white? Can't be in no, color? Just, you know, just, oh, just the uh, old timey. There's like a yeah. ding, 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 no, but you like cut all the dialogue out yeah. and use limited title cards in which you rewrote the dialogue to mm-hmm. make it less wooden. Do you think the movie would kind of work? Probably because Hayden Christensen is such a horrific overactor that that would probably work if he wasn't talking. All the like, yeah. you know, all his facial contortions. Right, right. He's t- he's doing too much with the face. I it, absolutely agree. It would be weird to see a silent movie though, where like the production values were so splendid and there yeah. were these like massive like. Computer generated fights <laughs> in black and white. Whereas, like in silent movies, you sort of think of like you know, sort of people like swinging at each other, yeah. and then like it cuts to black, and one of them's falling on the floor or whatever. I don't know. You speed up a little so it's over cranked. Yeah, exactly. The black and white would actually work really well for the whole the factory, the conveyor belt. That would thing, be, you know, I mean, yeah. the factory that is basically a silent movie, uh, yeah. and it's like yeah, it's like out of a Harold Lloyd movie. I think you said on an earlier episode the whole uh, R two and C three PO. Oh yeah, the head know, swaps, Jones and around. Yep, mm-hmm. Jones and around. Jones and around. Okay, so 
We're going to do a whole episode on the head swap, right? Yeah, one episode on the (laughs) head swap. I love it. Um, Anakin and Padme. Okay, so we talked about the beginning of this a lot already last week and the week before where, like, Don't stop fucking talking about it. Well, I just want, just just quickly, like, there's that scene at the beginning where Anakin is, like, basically just saying to Obi-Wan, like, Right, the elevator scene. so in love with Padme. She doesn't know who I am. Uh." Right? Like, we we got that. Your Hayden Christensen sounds a little Lou Ferrigno-y right now. <laughs> what if Lou Ferrigno played Anakin Skywalker? Hey, little puppy. Puppy the love of my love. <laughs> and then there's that thing really early on where she turns off the camera in her bedroom because she doesn't want him to look at her. Are they fucking in great? the bedroom. Yeah. Which I wouldn't is... want that either. No. I think she made the right choice. She totally did. Do you uh, guys think there's any symbolism in the fact that... Uh, the two the worms the worms <laughs> these girthy slimy worms I'm glad you're getting oh, to this God. female perspective this is what we needed on this podcast <laughs> crawling up her body crawling up her body all uh, up in her bed and then trying he, to kill her he like yeah. he removes them without touching her like there's this whole thing he can't like touch her for a long time yeah when do they get I Jesus I just rewatched this movie and I don't even remember like when it switches from her being like you're a gross weird teenager stop bothering me to like, oh, we're actually in love with each other. Well, I think it sort of starts when she's packing her own luggage. Uh, this is a person who has Where's body Rose doubles Byrne? Yeah. who will <laughs> sacrifice their lives for her, but she's packing her own luggage that her looks like luggage. she bought it at JFK. <laughs> she bought it at the terminal. <laughs> yeah, she showed looks... up to the airport with a bunch of garbage bags. <laughs> Full of her headdresses. It was a guy by a, a, a suitcase later. So she's packing up her suitcase, and he's floating that little ball, and is like, whatever, complaining about something, and I don't remember what he says. <laughs> That's what he's always doing. Always. I don't remember what he says, but she turns, and she looks at him, and she goes, Annie, you've grown up. And, like, he right. stares at her, and then we get, like, another beautiful wipe uh, to whatever happens next yeah. in this movie. And I, we've talked about it before. The movie does this really smart thing where mm-hmm. it... it, it uh, Ping pongs between like Obi Wan solving the mystery and Anakin and Padme hanging out, just yeah. hanging out. You never stay on one for more than like four minutes. Yeah, it's just like doink, 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 yeah. doink. Yeah, because it's like the movie knows, like, okay, this Padme stuff really sucks. But don't worry, Obi Wan's like, you know, fighting Jango Fett and he's got a spaceship chase and like they, there's going to be stuff to kind of move it along. Yeah. Uh, I I have started re watching only the sections of the film that pertain to our subject right, for right. the yeah, week. Yeah, sure. Not out of laziness, because if I watch the whole movie, yeah, you, details you pop out of my brain. Yeah, you lose it immediately. This movie yeah. is is much harder to hold on to than Phantom is. I think it's got no stickiness. It really doesn't. Um. Oh okay, so there's there's that scene. Mm-hmm. Then they go. He accompanies her to the meeting with the queen. Right. Well, that first they dress as refugees. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They get on the Which transport. Is yeah. he is dressed like a refugee? He has like dirt on his stuff, and she's still wearing a headdress that yeah. she's just covered with a fancy lace thing. Yeah, she can't chill out with no. the clothes. She never can. Which I admire. Sure. You I know, mean, Padme's got her. Yeah, that's well, her vice. But if you're in hiding, anyway. So Ra- she, Rachel, she's what? not that into being in hiding though, because she no. keeps oh, like no. defying the like. Why don't we just not go anywhere? And she's like, no, we'll go to this like retreat in Naboo. No one will find us, and then let's go to Tatooine. Yeah. No one will find us. I also think every time she says the word senator, she says it super loudly. It's <laughs> like I'm a senator. <laughs> Uh, Rachel, just quickly before we move on. Uh, yes, Padme Dolezal. 
Yes, Padme Dole's Look, thank you. I'll take 700%. it back. Look, thank I, you. I take it back. I rewatched the scene after we talked about right? it, and it's like, oh my God. Her hair is teased. Her like, hair is complete, but also she is brown. Yeah. Like, right? she's yeah. very tan. Right? It's, and I think you might be right that it was just the Sydney sun. It might be the Sydney sun and bad makeup job over I the sun. Because Anakin looks, I, I was watching some special features too, and his make, like some featurettes and stuff, and his makeup is really dark and weird and weird. inappropriate for a white person to have on there. And it was digital it's, video, and they might not have known how to light Yeah, and, it, might, and, it, must, it might have yeah. just been that. They were like, yeah, well, how much makeup do we need to put on these guys? Because this is digital video. It's going to be way more like we're going to see everything a yeah. little more clearly. I, I think I it know. was a, a perfect storm of all factors. Okay, so they're hiding out like common peasants. And she asks, she, she asks like a tough question. She's like, it must be hard, like giving up whatever, like you're not allowed to love or like right. swearing your love to the Jedi. Which is like news to us, basically. You might have inferred it before then, but this is us. I infer it, but I'm a genius. <laughs> yeah, to that's the, what it to is. the common viewer, this is, this is new. This is the first time we, the audience, are directly It's like she's told. saying like, so, can't. Yeah, which is such a like shitty thing to it say. Is. It's like yeah. walking up to a What's paraplegic like? and going like, "Oh, must suck not being able to walk or, places," or, or even just going up to say like a priest or someone and being like, "What's it like not having sex? Like, what's <laughs> yeah. that like?" Oh, I never think about it. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, you mean the thing that like my job is defined by, basically? Yeah. 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 So that's like the first thing she says to him uh, on their trip together, which right. is nice. Yeah, it's a nice yeah. way to eat. Maybe she's trying to yeah deflate the tension. Sure, she's sure. just reminding him like you're not allowed to be in love, you creep. I think she's dealing with these new feelings. He is a a you know a taller, more grown up person than the he's, last time she saw do him. Do you think he's a handsome man? Like uh, or at thirteen, where he he has sort of a teen idol kind of quality. Yeah, to that's him. a great question. Did you find them dreamy, or do you find the bond they had dreamy and their forbidden romance? I would say all of the above. Fair enough. I found, Interesting. Okay. I found him dreamy, although, like, the more I watched it, I remember being really grossed out because I thought his fingers were too long. I thought they were creepy and spider fingers. So you prefer oh, has, the robot uh, hand. Reply to us, <laughs> hashtag spider fingers. Yeah, spider fingers, yes If you yes agree no. with Rachel, spider yeah. fingers. Spider hashtag spider fingers. fingers. Yeah, I thought they were disgusting. Um, <laughs> so I was really happy when he lost that one hand. It was an, a great improvement. Yeah. Five down, five to go. <laughs> Um and you know Natalie looks great though she looks great yeah and especially once she's out of that first Dolezal costume she does settle like the hair is is back to she's doing a reverse Dolezal she's slowly turning back into <laughs> right, a white right, right, right I feel like they gave, they give her sort of a uh, softer more inviting costumes as the movie goes on mm, apart right. from the whole nightgown thing that's like a fluke but you mm-hmm. know and uh, then yeah. And then in the gladiator arena, she's she's got this. Sort yeah, of, it's, this I mean, it's like almost like she's in her workout clothes. Sure. Yeah, yeah she just randomly chooses to put on a sleek, yeah, flexible a jumpsuit right suit. before yeah. they stumble into a giant action set. <laughs> well, piece. she does put on a shawl above that. I was noticing she puts on a oh, woolly shawl. True. On this desert. Yeah, they're on a hot desert planet, planet. like ruled by insects. It's probably not <laughs> shawl appropriate weather. Yeah, but go gotta get outfit. that shawl game on. <laughs> Keep the look Part together. Yeah, 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 it's a look. Um, it's funny that Anakin is never like, you wear a lot of clothes. Like, he never yeah. calls her out on it. I just got this one fucking robe that I dyed black in my sink. <laughs> She's, like, calling him out on being, you know, chased. He yeah. can't be like, yeah, well, what's it like wearing so many stupid clothes? Well, he does. I mean, he makes fun of her for being a politician. Yes, there's a lot of discussion on how he thinks politicians <laughs> suck and, like, the universe should be ruled by a tyrant. Well, he goes. Or him. This is my favorite dialogue exchange in the film. I forgot about all of that. 
He's like, oh, I don't know. Like, one guy should make all the decisions. There, I solved your problem. No, first he <laughs> says, I think all the people should sit in a room together right, and, and discuss how things should work out. And she's like, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, have you ever been to the Senate? You live on cars. Yeah. It is like, do you read a newspaper? Yeah, I don't believe in politics. What do you think they should do? They should sit in the room and negotiate. That's what. Po- that's the fucking system. That's it. That's the thing. And he's like, but then how come it doesn't work? It's like, well, sometimes people don't agree. And then his response is, well, someone should make them agree. <laughs> And so well, then now, no. Why would she be attracted to this man? He's like an idiot. He's yeah. a simpleton. Yeah. And he's a child like about this stuff. He hasn't thought things. What, what is attractive about I this? I think, Nothing. well, her last boyfriend, who she mentions. Yes, mm-hmm. who's now an artist. Paolo, the artist. Mm-hmm. Paolo, the artist. And I think maybe she needed a change of pace from Paolo, who was in this, like, whatever, senator baby boot camp. Right, right. Yeah, he was in the Young Republicans Uh program or whatever. (laughs) This is an important point to note, is their hideout. So they go to the queen. The queen's like, you should lay low. Yeah. There's a new queen. Looks all, you know, the same kind of finery as Padme. Yeah, she's Uh, about six and a half years old. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she's probably probably like 14, 15. She's good. I like her. Yeah. Um, And and Sio Bibble's still there, like, tearing his hair out. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Uh, and they're, they're like, uh, you should go here. And Anakin's like, wait, what? I don't have say in this. And they're like, that's Excuse true. Me, I'm in charge of security. We should listen to the Jedi Knight. And she's like, he's not a knight. He's just an apprentice. Yeah, she's she really shuts him down. There's a weird hot and cold <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, she's nagging him back. For sure, yeah. a power play going on, yep. and I love it. And very much in public. <laughs> like, in public. Yeah. It's not just that she's trying to cover up her emotion. She, like, shits on him. Yeah. To like a weird degree, and then when they're Although, alone, she's right too because he is an apprentice, and God knows why he was put in charge of this job. Like, and he's a little shit. Yeah, too. He like sucks. He needs and his ideas his are bad. His dad, his fucking Jedi dad, let him go out of control. Someone needs to like rein him in a little yep. bit. But she goes, "I know this great place we can stay." Uh, cut to Obi Wan. Cut back to here's the place, and it. She's like, "Oh, this is where we used to go on our retreats." From school. A place Man, that can be so directly up. connected to me. Uh, if someone were trying to find me, <laughs> right, right. I've been here many times <laughs> yeah. before. Everyone it's like knows. using your phone number as your password. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. like the most obvious. Well, like <laughs> she, she used to be the queen. Well, we know she went to that one school that produces queens. <laughs> where did that school consistently go on retreats because school was so tough? <laughs> we could take a trip to T- D.C. for the weekend? No, we're going to go to this lush forest and ride ball sack butthole creatures. Those they look bizarre. like ticks. They're ticks. Yeah, they're yeah. like giant ticks. Yeah. Can we also talk I argue about, they look like ball sack Can butthole. we talk sure, about okay, the fine. fact that they go back to Naboo after the life-changing events of Phantom Menace, and this is years later, and there yeah. is no sign that the Gungans are involved in like policymaking, except that Jar Jar is whatever, like a, a junior senator or something. But but at the end like, of that, why yeah. isn't he there with the queen? Why the isn't there a Gungan? They hold the orb up together, Boss Nass Peace. and Amidala, and it's like, oh, finally we're a united people. And in this one, it's like, stay in your fucking river, yeah, you we dirty. Don't Gungans. see the Gungans. Yeah, I don't know what to say. They're about staying that. Sorry. under. They're gone. Yeah, it's just I just it's I'm like the whole like one percentness of Naboo in general, and like how everything has yeah. to be a palace basically, yeah. and like it's not helped by this retreat. Yeah. Okay, uh, so this retreat. Uh, she talks about her ex-boyfriend, Paolo. Yeah, Paolo. Uh, I forgot his name was Paolo. The opening of this scene, this is one of my favorite first lines you can ever have for a scene. Obi-Wan's investigating. Hard cut to the two of them on a field. She goes, I don't know. The opening line of the scene is, I don't know. And he goes, come on, you know. And she's like, no, I don't. And he's like, I'll use my fucking Jedi mind trick if you don't tell me. And she's like, okay. His name was Paolo. So he's like grilling her about. Yeah, he's like, come on, come on. There was one guy. Right. Yeah. I would love to watch a whole movie about where Paolo is now and like 
That should be a spinoff. I would 100 He should be played by it. Oscar Isaac. Oh, he'd be great. Oh, yes. God. God, he'd be so good in a Phantom Menace movie. Oh, I agree. Mm. She doesn't talk about how she and Sia Bibble obviously were having an affair the whole time when she was the queen, though. <laughs> no question. Yeah. Well, why, like, why isn't that addressed? But, but is Sia Bibble just like the concubine? Like, that's his actual role? <laughs> <laughs> this is an important point. Why is she attracted to Anakin? Well, she's been spending all her time with, like, fucking stodgy yep. old dudes. And Jar Jar Binks. And racist aliens. <laughs> you know? Like, here's one person who's vaguely her age. Yeah, that's true. You know, and she's she's a little girl thrown into politics with yeah. aliens and old men. Right. And he's kind of a bad boy. Yeah. Like, I think that I've literally heard him referred to as a bad boy by Natalie Portman. Like, yeah. Very oh, excited. In, in a featurette, she's like, ooh, yeah. she's he's like, a bit oh, of a well, bad you know. boy. <laughs> yeah, I love Hayden. He's a bit of yeah. a bad boy. Yeah. You can tell that there was there was real chemistry with them, just not on camera just at all screen. ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they saved it Secretly all for off screen. in rooms alone. <laughs> But like all the Did other, did they date? Is there is that a thing? I don't think that was a thing, like officially, or because uh, NataliePortman.com was my homepage. <laughs> it was your homepage, great. Yes, uh, and my mom was very surprised when I started dating a lady this mm, year. So yeah, okay, she just okay. should have been on my computer a yeah. little bit more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she could have figured it out. Um, but. Yeah, she talks about him a lot in a flirty way in these featurettes, right. in like an unguarded way. Um, and it's very giggly. Good for you, Natalie. How yeah. old is Natalie when this movie's being made? 18? No, maybe? she's not that young. You keep thinking she's too young. I think young. she's older because she's playing like a 24-year-old or something. Remember, yeah. Yeah, which is crazy. Insane. Insane. Um, Looking it up. Paolo is an artist. I want to harp on this for a second. Sure. You guys talk about power. We at this point did not know that artists existed in this universe. We've seen no sign True. of it. For a culture that is a galaxy that in sections is so decadent, right? Sure. Like Naboo, these fucking palace and like people sitting on the thrones. And, right. Eating fruit. Fruit. And Digital we, fruit. And then we see these fucking plants like Tatooine where everyone's struggling to live. It's like. These are circumstances in which art would exist classically, historically. Yeah. Right? She's 21. Yeah. 21, 21 years old. 21, okay. Ooh. All right. I think drinking age in Australia is 16, so she would have been killing oh, it they, anyway. They, they start drinking when they're babies in that, yeah. that garbage pail of a country. I'm just kidding. Australia's great. What kind of art do you think Paolo does? Because it, w- throughout these two films- Space art. We never see a musician, right? Mm. We never see paintings. No. Mm. Like well, the, the uh, like the decorations at these various homes are just like we see one uh, sculpture in the Jedi Temple. I remember noticing we see the it. bus. We oh, see, there's oh, we yes. see the bus, but then we also see the big sculpture. There's like a warrior. Yeah. yeah. So maybe Paolo's a sculptor, an official sculptor for the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. Hayden Christensen also twenty one. Oh They're the same age. Oh my god! At the time, the they perfect. were both born in eighty one. Oh, Ben is showing us Aiden on Tiger Beat and the cover of Tiger Beat. He looks really cute. Yeah, very cute. NSYNC, shock report. Are they really over? Spider-Man, true love. Kristen caught in Toby's web. Kirsten. Uh, Bow Wow's Big Secrets. Uh, Steel Alexis Bledel's Beauty Styles. A lot of good stuff up there. They got a story on O-Town. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They were the stars. No, we were the stars of their liquid dreams. Go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are you still are you still looking this up, David? I was just looking at who he's dated, but it's really just uh, Rachel Bilson. You know, that's Hayden Christensen's like major romance. They're still together. They have a baby. Oh my god, the baby's called a baby. Yeah, it's called Briar Rose, which is the that is the name that's of Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. yeah, bizarre. <laughs> that's crazy. All I'm imagining is this baby with 
insanely long fingers <laughs> and fish I'm lips getting sick. it came out with with man-sized fingers no rachel wilson's a beautiful woman i'm sure she, she contributed beautiful. to that baby's beautiful Heart dna of Dixie. Mm. that's all i got uh, just because i've done so much defending of hayden christensen outside of this one film on this podcast well I wanna... really just for life is a house and shark glass Oh, and yeah, Shattered Glass. He's good in Shattered Glass. I want to point out that Han Christensen is perhaps even worse in this than he is in this in the film Jumper with Rachel Bielman. Right, where they met. I have never right. seen Jumper. Oh, Jumper's a catastrophe. Yeah, which is weird because uh, Doug Liman directed it and he's a good director. Yeah, and he's better at big budget yeah. special effects and stuff than most people. I think perhaps Hayden Christensen gets lost in movies of this size mm. and should stay on small character dramas. Yeah, or maybe just not work anymore like he does now. Yeah, just take care of a baby. Yeah. Um, I think that's for the best. He okay. talks his vo- you, you know, you're talking about his accent in this movie, and not to go back to these special features, no, but this is what we need. He talks exactly the same yeah, way. Yeah, that's just his voice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But that is his voice. But in the special features, he's like more charming because he's not trying yes. to seem serious. Totally. And also, he's not wrapping his you know tongue around this terrible dialogue. It's not yeah. just George Lucas. We keep not mentioning this. Someone else wrote this screenplay with George Lucas. I think his name is Jonathan Hale. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, he was a writer on the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. So he's sort of a Lucasfilm, like, stable guy, maybe, and yeah. just polished up some of the dialogue. But enough to get a credit. I mean, I know, yeah. because Stoppard, we've noted this. Yes, Tom, Tom Stoppard. Tom Stoppard, noted playwright, also did a polish on he's some of He's done dialogue. polishes on so many. Like, yeah. He's, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he was worth the money this time. I don't think so. It's but insane like, to think that this is what polished. Right. It's is. it's fascinating uh, to think like what did sand, this look like I, before? I hate sand. It, it's coarse. It gets between your fingers. So yeah. All right. They go on this retreat. This is and they have discussions yeah. about politics. Yep. And the nature of politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have discussions about Paolo. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do they talk? Well, about? there's the moment where they're standing. Uh, it's it's when they talk about sand. She's talking about no, because this is an important moment. To I know talk it's about. the craziest. This thing. is the craziest scene in the whole movie. There, she's leading him through, and she's going, "This is where we used to come on retreat, so it's familiar to me." This, this, and that. Remember, we used to lie on the ground in the sand all day. Like she's like, yeah, this she's nostalgia moment, right? And he just goes, "Oh, I hate sand." Now, to be fair, he grew up on a planet that is entirely sand. Too much sand makes sense that he wouldn't like sand. Dare I say it? Too much sand. He doesn't say, which he maybe should have said, like, sand reminds me of my life as a slave. Right, he goes, he yeah. says, it's coarse and it gets caught in my fingers. And he, like, <laughs> hating Christensen says the word coarse in the yeah. way that it is. You've never heard a human pronounce the word coarse this way before. Right. And then she goes, like, you like control, don't you? Like, it right. becomes this, like. Yeah, it's a bit of a Fifty Shades thing. Right. Yeah. And then he is like, I guess so. And then he starts touching he her. He like arm. wipes her arm. Yeah, he like does like he wipes a booger off her arm. And or then, on her arm. Right. But it's like kind of he's kind of like tr- trying to call her bluff. You know, go like, huh? You don't want to. Well, he says that it's not not like everything here, which is soft oh, and yes. smooth. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Right, right. Of course. Of soft course. and smooth. He soft says he loves smooth. her. He's implying that he loves her and thinks she's beautiful because she's not like sand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. That's the kind of talk that'll get people married. Right. So he's Secret go- married. Right. So he goes soft and he touches her arm and she like kind of looks, but she doesn't stop it. So mm-hmm. then he t- starts touching her back and they're like staring at each other while he's like playing like fucking octopus hands in the small of her back. And then he just starts kissing her. <laughs> octopus hands. Octopus Meanwhile, hands. the entire theater has gone to the bathroom because right. this was so horrendous. Right. It's like, all right, <laughs> this is a long movie. I need my break. This is my favorite joke in the entire movie. This is maybe the one thing in the film that I laugh at fully that isn't said by Dexter Jetstar, Wado, or Elon Suzbaganow, my holy trinity. 
Uh, and it's a joke delivered by your main guy, Johnny Dubs. Johnny Dubs. Wait, who the fuck is Johnny? The two of them start kissing. Across the stars, Blair's da na 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 na. It's like the most triumphant version of the theme yet. And then she goes, "Wait!" And the music cuts off abruptly. <laughs> yeah, he does almost a records guy. He goes da na na na. Like he like closes the bag. Sure. It's. I remember that killing at the theater. I saw it. People wow. going ballistic. I do not remember that going. The only yeah. The only thing I remember them going ballistic for was Yoda. Yeah, me too. It feels self-aware. Yeah. Like, it feels like Johnny Dubs knows where the joke is and is making it. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as we were saying, he's the best storyteller in the movie. Yeah, hide some personality and cleverness into this movie in any way that he can. Sneak it in there. Yeah. Yeah. He sort of does it. She's like, we can't, we can't do this. Right. She does for some reason. He should be the one who's like, I'm a Jedi, I'm not allowed. Right. She's more mature. That's true. She's a galactic senator. senator. She's got a lot to lose. I guess so. She, she's got a lot to lose in this uh, the world dating, of constant emotions. <laughs> dating the like chosen one in the Jedi is like seems like you know that could work out for you. You know, yeah, but it's like it's it doesn't feel like outside of the Jedi Council anyone knows he's the chosen one. That's true. No he's one's talking some, about yeah, it. He's just some peon to everyone. He's just else. some guy. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then they just keep on hanging out. There is. I just want to mention this deleted yeah. scene. Where she uh, takes him to meet her family and they have a meal together. What? I've heard yes. of this scene. I've there never are two deleted it. scenes at yep. her home. Yep. What? Yes. <laughs> Griffin. I can't believe <laughs> The first deleted Who scene. Who plays your family? Uh, I do not know. No you one guys would probably know. Uh, <laughs> he does a Back to the Future part two and he plays the mom and the dad. <laughs> he does a great job. This is his best work. Uh, <laughs> they, she meets, they meet uh, her mom, her sister, and her dad. And also like her nieces. And it's a, uh, they have like a meal, which looks to be like um, purple potatoes, just boiled and peeled. Cool. Uh, yeah, it looks Hey man, they're also skinny disgusting. and handsome on sure. Naboo. They gotta, yeah, yeah they gotta yeah. keep their diets Health up. Nuts. Yeah, exactly. So like they, he shares like a knowing glance with the dad, like, cause they're like, oh, like, are you in danger? And she's like, no, I'm not. I, I promise. And he goes, actually, she is. And like they sort of like smirk together, him mm-hmm. and the dad. It's weird. where it's like, ugh, Padme. Yeah, with like her. we know better. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, and then, uh, then there's like a gossip sesh in the kitchen with the ladies, where Padme comes in. And they're like, why didn't you tell us about this guy? Like, you never bring a boyfriend home. And she's like, he's not my boyfriend. And oh my god, security Mom. detail. It's fabulous. That's, I wish. Why it was isn't in the that movie. in the movie? Because, according to Rick McCallum, producer, the producer, uh, not producer Ben. No, not producer Ben. <laughs> producer Rick. Producer Rick said that George thought there was uh, too much emotion. And, oh, uh, oh I, I think this old chest. I literally chestnut. wrote the quote down. So okay, just give me one second. That's fine, and we can reference the fact that in the Phantom Menace, George Lucas complained about the amount of emotion in some yeah. of the scenes where Anakin I is a poor slave because he was crying too much about the fact that he would never see his mother again. <laughs> Uh, he literally says about this scene and the scene, the next scene where Padme shows him her bedroom and like talks about her work with like charity groups on other planets. This sounds really boring. Rachel's yeah. produced a notebook with a verbatim quote written down. He said, it's emotional. It gives her a lot of character, but ultimately it wasn't necessary. <laughs> 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 so- oh my God. But but we get like eight scenes of her and Anakin rolling around. Right. 
So yeah, they kiss. The kiss is aborted. That's like the first scene when they get to the retreat. Yeah, it's pretty fast. Right. And then she's like, we can't. So right. they just keep on doing the most romantic things in the world. Right. Like Rolling not, around in fields of daisies. It's yeah. a beautiful episode of The Bachelorette. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sunsets and right. water and fancy yeah. meals. And giant ticks. Like the, giant ticks. <laughs> he shows off for the fancy meal. He levitates the pear. Here's a note. I want a quick sidebar here. So when they cut to the scene with the fancy pear cut. <laughs> <laughs> At the beginning of the sorry, scene, sorry. a lady comes out and places two plates and serves the food to them. Sure. Who the fuck is that lady? Is know. this retreat like, is this like a It's like a ex resort? machina. It's like she's a robot. But that's my question. Spoiler is that alert. like, because they were traveling the two of them alone, right? Yeah. And it feels like they're just like hanging out in this. Is field. that a handmaiden? But the handmaid was with it. Was she like, is it like a secondary handmaid? Can you ship one out to me? <laughs> reserve handmaiden? I think they're in like an exclusive restaurant under right. different names. And this is like the back room that you like. Yeah, it's like ahead Mickey Mouse and Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. Those are the names they use. Or yeah. like Atlantis in the Bahamas. Like, is it like a resort where they're yeah. like taking care of everything? It's like food, Super shelter, moody. Right, right, right. testicle creatures. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, there is a point we should just talk about the fact. Yeah, Anakin rides a testicle creature for her amusement. Yeah, he ri- he rides a ball tech. Yeah, and then he's like standing on it, and he's yeah, like balancing. It's terrible and CGI. Like, it looks oh bad. Oh my god, yeah. Annie! And then he falls over and he crashes. And he grabs and like, her. Oh fuck, Christopher Reeve! <laughs> he's like lying on <laughs> the ground. We're all too thinking. Soon, too soon. <laughs> lying on the ground, and she's like, "Oh no, Annie, Annie!" And she like runs in her dress and her headdress and her mm-hmm. like. It almost collapsed under the weight of everything on her. And then she turns around. He's giggling like a lunatic. And they start rolling around lunatic. in the field. Like a lunatic. Mm-hmm. So they're doing all this romantic stuff, even though they've made it very clear they can't. Yeah, but it's only a matter of time. I do like there's that one scene where he's meditating. Yeah. Uh, mm. Which actually suggests some like inner tr- turmoil. The other things do not. After uh, his yeah. nightmares. We get yeah. the scene of him. Him trying mom to chill out and being sweaty. Oh yeah, and yeah. he's in his bed, bare chested, just bare. Yeah, not wearing a shirt, not wearing a shirt, tiny little nipples, and he's like, "Mom, oh, no, mom." And then the scene ends, and then he's meditating. Right, and then we've talked about last week yeah, how it's that spurs them to go off and see his mom, and he can have his big emotional moment. Now, Rachel, we talked about in the past uh, when we were doing the the Phantom podcast, and that was our focus, the Phantom Menace. Uh, you talked about how you you like the Phantom Menace, but really for you that movie is about Shmi. You had a big Shmi thing. I love Shmi. Shmi's great. We all I love, love Shmi. Shmi. I love Pernilla August. I've never seen her in another film, <laughs> but she's <laughs> but fantastic. She's great. She's a great lady. Uh, and I actually wanted to touch on this Klee Lars thing, please, because I know last week you guys were saying like, oh, like he bought her first, right? And, and a little then, creepy. I don't know. I think that they fell in love, like, mm-hmm. in the markets of Tatooine. Like, right. you know, Shmi's sort of independent anyway from Watto in The Phantom Menace. Like, uh-huh. she lives separately or seems that way. And uh, in Attack of the Clones, we hear that, like, oh, she's going off and picking mushrooms off these, like, moisture things. So, like, she's, like, doing things by herself. Right. So it's fair to assume that she was also doing that when she was still a slave, like going on errands for water. I get what you're coming to, that she, yeah, they fell in love I and she was like, FYI, I'm her. a slave. And he was like, I'll take care of that. Do you think he, I have to. quote unquote, bought her. But do you, yeah, but like he basically bought her freedom. Right, yes. Right. I um, think that's what happened. 
Do you think that then that uh, Shmi's actually like a femme fatale who is like, how do I get out of this? I need to work a ran, oh, ran around God. my finger. Oh, you know, I never thought about that's that. That's how I earn my freedom. Well, she sure got her comeuppance if that's yeah, what she's got. You know, gotta push me. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, because Wado, Wado presents it the opposite way, but Wado also doesn't know anything about love. No. That's true. He goes, "Hey, she got blood. I love." I heard they even married her. Like, it's like, that was the afterthought. Like, that happened down the road. Right. But Wada wouldn't fucking know if it was happening under his own penis nose. Like, he wouldn't, he wouldn't sense it. That thing doesn't have a good, a good sniff for, for love. Um, okay. So, there's the, the fireside conversation where he's, like, so angsty about it. Where he's, like, it's, like, fucking tearing me up inside. This is why the movie that doesn't work is like you can never believe that you would be in love with this kid because well, he's so annoying. He's a brat, and he yeah. said like, yeah. the, "What does he say?" He says like, "I'm." He says something about being upset about the kiss you never should have given me. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole uh, you know, thing about the that. kiss that. will turn to a scar, and the scar will drive me crazy. He's out of he says that the one kiss will turn to a scar. Like, this is an abusive relationship from oh, yeah. this point on. We right. don't yeah. really realize it necessarily. It's mostly abusive of the English language. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but can I make this point because we're talking about the interviews. Uh, he's kind of fun in the interviews. Like mm-hmm. he acts like a twenty-one-year-old. Like he's joking around and stuff. And he's like, "Yes, yeah, great. I get to carry a lightsaber. It's fun." Right. And then every scene, he's so self-serious. And I guess it's because it's like, "Oh, I'm playing someone who is a Jedi and has been trained to right. subdue." Maybe their emotions. he's being directed that way. Yeah, you know, you gotta. Yeah. But the correct performance for this film would be someone who, like, now that he's left alone with someone vaguely his own age, is like reverting back to his emotions and being fun and not just dour. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. And like other than the scene where she asks him, she puts him on blast about not being able to love where he's kind of smirking where he's like, well, Jedi's aren't allowed to love or show compassion, which I consider unconditional love. Like the rest of the scenes, he's always so fucking sour lemon face. Yep. Why would you, why would this be the guy? This be the guy to break down your wall. But once again, Sal Bibble's the only guy you have around you. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Limited options. And Jar Jar. So he has this nightmare about Shmi. Yeah, yeah. He's like, come with me. I got to figure out what's going on with my mom. No, no. She is like, we're going to go figure out what's oh, right. going on with your mom. And he's like, I don't know. And he's, she's like, well, I'm going to Tatooine and you better come. No, like, no, 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 no. She, he says that like he's got to go rescue her and she sort of is listening and being supportive. Oh, I see. And, and she's he like, goes. Because he goes, I'm sorry, I don't have a choice. Right, but she comes with him. That's yeah. she's like, well, I'm going to yeah. come with you, and he's like, no, you can't. And she's like, well, I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meets his family, I suppose, kind of, of. His, his new, new family, family, who he's yeah. also meeting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Wado meets Wado, his yes, old family. Sure. But she knew him already. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, she spent a lot of time with. Wado. Oh yeah, yeah. You know that Griffin is a, a an Anakin birther and believes that <laughs> Wado is the true father of Anakin, not the Force. <laughs> I've heard this theory. I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah. Um, he slays some uh, Tuscan Raiders. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is not put off by this. She's like, Anakin's fine. Think- yeah, he tells her that he mistakes. murdered children, and she responds by giving a big old hug. She's like, you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. I think she's got some emotional issues of her own because she he comes back, and we know that Shmi is dead because he yeah. brought her body back. True. And he's being really emotional, and he has not yet revealed that he killed all these Tuscan Raiders. And she goes, Annie, what's wrong? And you're like, well, I mean, my mom just died. Yeah, why yeah. ask? In front of me. Yeah. And then I carried her body back. Just go like, hey. Even if you just know those details. like It's true. It's true. She's kind of like, I, f- I thought we'd moved on from that already. Right. What else is wrong? <laughs> Don't make him restate it. Uh, what, what, I mean, speaking to the idea that she has some emotional issues, she was uh, 
pushed into being the queen of a planet. Sure. When she was 12. At its time of crisis, too. Right. Let's not forget. So, A, she definitely peaked too early. Yeah. That's that's going to fuck true. a kid She's, up. That weighs on her, right. If you have that much power, you're never going to get that much power again in your life. Not only was I a queen, but I was like the hero queen who like united this planet's races yeah. and pushed back an invading force, and yeah. I was only 12 years old. Oh, my God. At like I, tw- 24, she's some old dame. <laughs> no, she's, yeah, right. Yeah. She's a senator, uh, yeah. gridlock, you yeah. know. What were you going to say, Lauren? Well, I was going to say, I read that she is the one who instated the two-term limit on uh, mm. being a queen what of Naboo. What a Nabu. hero. Yeah. Wow. She's just so, she was just too precocious for her own good, really. She's yep. demoted herself. She should have been dictator for life. She should have. As Anakin would have mm-hmm. preferred. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because he likes dictators. Yeah. Like to dick her taters. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. No. Definitely not. Nope. No. Ben doesn't All right. like it. So after that, they go to Geonosis. They get a message from Obi Wan. Yeah, I guess like, that he's been I tracked, kidnapped. I tracked Jango down. He's on a planet called Genosis. Come over here, and then his his hologram is interrupted by destroyer droids. Yeah, it's pretty funny that the camera keeps rolling. Yeah. I, I, I'd like to know if it just like literally just keeps going, and then it's just you know. Do you think anyone ever accidentally sends a hologram of them, like, peeing? Probably. Do you think there's, like, a naked gun hologram? We never see the other side of that. I thought you were going to say we never see a character use the bathroom. That is also true. That is is never discussed. But uh, um, we never see, like, someone, like, standing on, like, the camera thing and, like, talking into We hear them talking to each other, like, in audio form. Right. But we never see what it looks like to beam a message. Yes. Anyway. Um, It's not a major So they're, like... Going to Genosis, let me mm-hmm. change into my tightest jumpsuit, my smartest shawl. Sure. Uh, a whole bunch of battles, right? At least it's white, too. You know, yeah. that's good sun. Sure, right. Sun. Temperature yeah. control, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and sand and dust looks really cool on it. Yeah. It's very coarse, though, that sand. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they make gets it everywhere. rough, gets everywhere. Uh, not soft, like you. On your arm. Um, they, David just touched my arm. I forgot to mention that while I was describing the touching earlier, I wouldn't stop touching David's arm to, to show what it was like on a podcast. I had to illustrate my point. Oh, my God. Okay, they make it through the crazy droid factory maze. Right. Oh, there's all that, but that's not romance. We'll get to all well, that Well, no, no, later. no, but here's the... This is They make this out is the during scene. the factory. So then they're captured. They're captured yes. by the bug people. Of course, people. of course. And now the two of them are in this like chariot. They're being prepared. And they're chained for, up. Uh, you know, whatever the the pit, yeah, the gladiator pit. But remember, there's this scene where they're talking to each other. And she's like, Anakin, if I before you they know, think they're gonna die, this happens. I just want you to know that I love you. Yeah, and he's beautiful. Like, he doesn't reply with like, I love you too. Yeah, he's. Like, I thought we agreed that. Yeah, like, remember we could earlier be you said. In love. Uh, <laughs> And she said, we live a lie. Life's a secret. That would mean living a lie. And she said, the secret would destroy our lives. Uh, And she says, I actually like this line. You like, anything would be better after the line. No, I think this one line's cute. I think this one line gets to like feeling like an actual young romance. Shut up, dick. She goes, I thought we agreed we weren't going to fall in love because this and that. And the secret would do this and would eat us up and destroy our lives. Just Hating Christensen's delivery is worse than Griffin, like verbatim, kind of going like, yeah, daddy, yada, yada, yada. Uh, uh, Destroy our lives. The point is he ends with, and it would destroy our lives. And then she sort of like looks out towards like the door of the arena. She goes, I think our lives are about to be destroyed. That is not a good line. I I like it. I can't believe we wasted all this time on that. It's not good. I like it. It's like kind of, yeah. I mean, we know. That's why she's saying it. I got nothing to lose. A monster's about to eat me. Right. 
And then she's like, but I do, I do love you. And I think Portman actually kind of does a good job. She's fine. I think she does a great she's job fine. in this scene. She actually captures the, music. the emotion of like a doomed love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The music plays, they kiss as the doors open and they're wheel and the chair. I mean, wheeled out to be executed. I, I think this is kind in a of very a, public and graphic manner. In a weird way. <laughs> a very weird way. Yeah. But and it also doesn't help that Newt Gunray is up there and he's like, hey, is she going <laughs> to die in front of me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Because it's. Very, very passively, like, offhandedly mentioned that, oh, I realize that Nuke Unray is the one who was trying to kill Patty. I guess so. Is yeah, he it's the only one? Like, in one sentence. That right. one hologram that gets interrupted by the destroyer droid uh-huh. has, like, 17 plot points. <laughs> and you're mentioned just like, very <sighs> casually. Yeah. It's like, I got here. Jango Fett, he's here on Genosis. Count Dooku's here. He's been establishing a droid army. The new Gunray's going to use to unite the four federations to fight against the Republic. <laughs> Who now have the clone army? By the way, Nuke Gunray's the one who is trying to kill. Pa- oh no, a droid! <laughs> <laughs> because, and we'll get to more of this when we talk about the climax. Because yeah, it's like the Trade Federation, and then there's like a robot, like a Tin Man. Who? So he's, I guess, he's like the robot federation, like the oh Wat Tambor. Yeah, he's like what is he like the Machinists Federation? Yeah. It's like a bunch of trade unions, basically. San Hill, Poggle the Lesser. Yeah, San Hill, who's like the finance chairman or something. He's like Wall Street. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. he yeah. the guy he's with like, like very... the wiggly pale head? Yes. Yeah, he's got kind of a tall, alieny sort of I bulbous read head. That he is Dooku's master no. in disguise. He, wait, what? No, no. Darth Am Plagueis. Being... Well, Darth Plagueis, who was only discussed on Wikipedia right. and probably in comic books or whatever, he is that race. Okay, so I'm racist. Ma- but no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're a racist. Oh, well, but maybe he is him in disguise. Okay, I don't know. Okay, okay. He might maybe be. That's I don't know. I okay. I'm gonna look it up. Okay, you maybe. got me. I'm gonna look, look it up. It up. And then, yeah, who's Poggle the Lesser? Which one? Is Poggle he the bug the man? Geonosis, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, right, right. right. Yeah. So who are they? Bug people, I guess. Uh, yeah, they're in charge of uh, entertainment. Well, but then they they're all murdering people. They're, yeah, building, they build this... they're building like shit. Why would yeah. the bugs? Well, they're they have a factory. So. Yeah. Droid if you've factory. got it, use it. And they're building some kind of ultimate weapon. We see like plans for an mm-hmm. ultimate weapon. Mm-hmm. It's it really hard cool. to make out what it is. It looks cool, but like that's like. If, Another but you have no idea what thread. it does. Yeah. It feels a little like the Hudsucker proxy pitch, though. Yeah, that's definitely what it like feels they like. Go that's like, what I thought of immediately. Oh, they go like, look, here's the ultimate weapon. It's just a circle. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. instead of a circle on a piece of paper, it's just like a, a circle on a hologram. And he goes like, you know, for deaths. Right. That's my Hudsucker. You know, for of, kids. Right. right. I, I said, you know, for deaths. Hudsucker proxy is one of my fair movies. But so, so they we get wheeled out to their death and Nuke Gunray is watching them. I think it's kind of... I'm a sucker for like people confessing their love sure. right before they think they're going to die. Right. Mm-hmm. Which they almost never are. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, they're going to make it. Right. But it is perfectly. Anakin's lightsaber is gone. Like, there's, you know. I mean, one could yeah. argue that love helped them power through. No question. Actually, no, I don't make the argument. No, I think that's wrong. Uh, right? Because I think they, the thing that helps them power through is. She's totally independent. The Force helps them, Obi Wan helps them, and then. The, right. Jedi, uh, all the remaining living Jedi yeah. showing up. She's got a gun. She's got a gun. Where does she get the gun? Yeah, where does from? she yank that from? Oh, remember. somebody like throws it to her when the clones arrive. But she's like yeah. very like with it from the beginning of this uh, execution thing. She's got her bobby pin. Yeah, she yeah. frees herself. She climbs up the pillar. First yeah. of all, she has a bobby pin, which yeah, seems insane good. to me. Right. That that's what is holding up her hair. Like that's part of it. It's you know, like there's nothing like a space bobby. thing. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I love that she has a bobby pin and that she uh, does the old like you know sneaks it in her mouth and then gets free Classic. while they're not paying attention. Yeah, 
It's a lot of stuff going a on in that pit. A lot of stuff going on. They survive. The clones come. And yeah, we will do away. more on this later. Anakin pushes her out of the ship because he doesn't want her to be in danger. She's like, I'm That's coming true. with you. And he's like, no. And he pushes her out into the yeah, sand. That's a bit of a dick move. <laughs> a real dick yeah. move. And then, of course, he loses an arm in a battle. Right. Okay. Saves the day. We're not even like seeing Padme other than like a couple storm uh, clone troopers. Yeah, right. They, Sto- they gather they're her. They're clone troopers in the storm and they come out. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> they come out. Go on. And they're like, we got you. And they take her away, right? Yeah. Saves the day. Yoda fights Dooku. We'll mm-hmm. talk about all this oh later. Oh and God. then it's like as they're wrapping everything up, cut to the retreat. The retreat where she used to go on school holidays. Secret wedding. Oh, man. Secret silent it's, wedding. Like we said, it's the one. It, it does work. Our two C-3PO's yeah. witnesses. Yeah. <laughs> They're a waitress from earlier officiating. <laughs> He's got a robot hand. Boy, oh, boy. <sighs> the ring would probably be hard to fit on that robot finger because well, it really You could just build it on. Yeah. That's well, true. Hey. Built on. on yeah. Weld it on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, they, and they kiss, and that's the end. Of the movie. Is that the, that's the last scene in the movie? That's mm-hmm. the last shot yeah, is the right. two of them kissing. Yeah. Successful romance. It'd be good if the last shot was just Obi-Wan kind of just sitting being like, <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're trying to present it as like a doomed love story, fighting against the yes. odds. This, we know, we know that this romance is doomed. Do you know why we know that? Why? Because Anakin says it over and over again. This doom's going to destroy our lives. <laughs> He won't shut up about it. But that's the thing. Like, most Doom love stories, it's like, oh, God, class. Like, like Titanic, it's like, come from different worlds. Right. There's a ship, and there's another man involved. And this is just the two of them being like, we probably shouldn't, right? This seems like a bad idea. And then they do, and then they're like, wait, no, stop. We, sh- we really shouldn't. This like, seems like a bad idea. It's like, just fuck. You guys just want to fuck. You're both just young people. You never get to spend time around people your own age. We've talked about this. Just have a fun endlessly, sex time. Where it's like the movie is like they can't do it. And you're like, why not? That seems fine. They yeah, seem to they like each other. The movie's like, the rules, Jedi rules. And we're like, we didn't know about those. You tell me Mace Windu's not getting some? Yeah, man. Mace Windu could collect. You just, tell me. Just go around town and just collect. You tell me Yaddle never gets her yiddle yaddle? <laughs> I resigned from this podcast. You tell, me, you tell me Yariel Puff doesn't go to those fucking queer me in? Go on. Bars. A queer me in bathhouse. Doesn't go to those th- that glory hole place in space. I really but was hoping glory- you would make a Kit Fisto joke. Oh, in yeah. There, but- yeah Kit, Kit, Kit Fisto, Fisto has gets, never been Kit gets- Fisto. <laughs> <laughs> he has six fingers, too. Let's not forget. Six fingers. There's that scene where Kit Fisto goes like, ah. Yeah. And, it's like, uh, and then he's like, ha ha. That's a spicy fist. <laughs> oh. We'll talk about Kit Fisto. He's getting a. Uh, I think we're going to do 10 episodes just on Kit Fisto. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. our next series. Yeah. It's called yeah. The Chronicles of Fisto. Fist and Kit. That, that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's happening. The UCB is firing us as we speak. Uh, Rachel. Yes. Bill is all. Yes. <laughs> yes or no. Yes, maybe. Uh, how does the love plot of this film work for you today? Um. Did, did, were there any nostalgic pangs remembering yeah. what it felt like? Or did, did it all just lay cold like a bunch of dead Gungans? I think, <laughs> I mean, definitely leaning toward dead, cold Gungans okay. for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. The only like twinges of like nostalgia came from the music mm-hmm. and maybe from this, uh, like you're saying, the death, the execution, love, confession. I was like, okay, maybe. And then. And then, you know, the rest of the movie happens and it's 
all still kind of bad. Because the stakes are actually high in that moment. It's like, oh, they actually might die. Them confessing their love means something. And they're not just creating artificial blocks. Right. I mean, every scene of them before that talking about love could, you could just take the dialogue from one and plop it onto any of the other ones. And it would be not different. Like them in the, what is it? The refugee, Mm -hmm. like, cruiser thing. And, like, them at the lake, like. You could switch any of those around, basically, and it would be the same thing. Uh, it definitely feels like a movie uh, made by someone who hates love. Absolutely. Absolutely. George Lucas met his wife at a business conference. His, his current wife? His current wife. Because mm-hmm. he was married in the 80s, 70s or 80s. Yeah. And his wife left him for a man who was installing stained glass windows in their house. I did not know that. Stained glass windows. Really, George? An artist yeah. like Paolo. <gasps> oh. Paolo! <laughs> Uh, his wife was his editor on his first couple of movies. Uh-huh. uh-huh. THX and, and the like. Yeah, THX and American, American Graffiti. Graffiti. Yeah. And then he didn't work for a while. We uh, talk about that. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people theorize that she was kind of like the missing element, that she was maybe the humanity to his work. I see. Mm. I see. Because he was not with his current wife uh, when Attack of the Clones is being made, right? No. no they, he meets her later. Yeah. I don't think they met until 2003. Or uh-huh. all right, like so that. maybe yeah, they were having a conference about Attack of the Clones. Probably, mm, yes, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but he, but he was a man was. who lived in a castle by himself, adopted like three children, filled with stained glass. <laughs> yeah, and was just like, I don't need love. I can raise children on my own. I make art. I'm fine. Like, and and then now George. it's like, oh, George, you come got, on the podcast, George. You bash yourself in the corner. You got to make a movie about love. And he's like, oh fuck, what does love sound like? Um, I talk about sand. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I wonder if it was like there was four pages of sand talk and Stoppard was like, can we lose all of this? And Lucas was like, no way. And he was like, all right, I'm going to do what I can here. Uh, I saw the, I think I also saw Attack of the Clones four times in theater. I think I only saw it twice, maybe three times. Uh, The the fourth time I saw it was the IMAX Mm re-release. Oh, yeah. Now, at the time, IMAX technology was limited. And so there was there was a hard cap on how many platters of film they could right, run right, into right. the projector. So it sort of switches between IMAX and regular. No, 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 oh. no, not even that. They it just was... cut it out. You're saying they just edited the movie down? Yes, exactly. <gasps> no, it was they could only have a film be a certain length because the film is about two hours and twenty minutes long. It's two hours and twenty two minutes. Long. Yeah, which is about forty five to an hour minute, like too long. Yeah, I think it had to be two on the nugget. Yeah, it had to be two minutes variant. clean. Uh huh. Like, uh, no, I'm saying for IMAX limits. Two hours total. Like, like Interstellar's three hours long, I think. It's close to three hours long. And there was a big thing about how they had finally had the breakthrough where they could project three hours. Seeing worth Interstellar on an IMAX was one of my, like, it's so fucking good. It's great. Interstellar's the best. Can but the IMAX film is so big, there's only so much of it they can store no, yeah, in the right, room right. with the projector. So it was like, okay, that was near that was three then, hours Dark Knight was like two and a half like they kept on pushing it up yeah. to get longer and longer movies but this time this was one of like the first major films re-released in IMAX it mm-hmm. wasn't released in IMAX at the time mm-hmm. like five months later it came out in IMAX mm-hmm. and they fucking clever- cleavered 20 minutes wow. off the film the IMAX cut yeah I'd like to see it <laughs> me too guess, guess what they cut um the romance yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I remember it being like 30 second versions of each scene wow hmm I wonder who did that. I wonder who was responsible for the editing. Like, whether it was Ben Burt and the other editor, or if, like, an IMAX guy was just like, ugh. Mar- Martha Lucas. <laughs> she came back. Marsha Lucas. Uh, yeah, she came back, 
uh, edited his film without his permission, he divorced her again. Isn't that why Temple of Doom is supposedly so dark? Because George Lucas and Steven Spielberg have both just gotten divorced or yeah. were going through divorces. Yeah. 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 The difference is that like uh, Spielberg quickly remarried and found new love. And yeah. Lucas went on to we- hate all people. <laughs> <laughs> For like 25 years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, well, uh, uh, yeah. Rachel, thank you so much for being on the podcast. <laughs> of course, thank you so much for having me. Great guest. You're a great friend. It's nice to see you. I like your glasses, always. by the way. I thank like you. the blue. Thank you. Yeah. You can't, no one can see, but Rachel has blue glasses. Um, just the frame. Just the frame. So tweet at Rachel, your yeah, dirty pigeon. Dirty pigeon. On Twitter, you have a great Twitter. Everyone should follow you. Best on Twitter. Thanks, guys. It's just talking about how, does it happen with you where Rachel will occasionally like favorite tweets of mine from a while ago. She's yeah. obviously like going through my feed. I go on my little sprees. I like that. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's nice. Uh, I recommend it. Uh, I recommend uh, following Rachel, and then maybe she'll follow you, right. and then maybe Which you'll a special wake experience, up being followed by to, a little, to a little spree. Yeah. Um, but tweet at Rachel. Tweet at us. Tweet um, at Rachel Dolezal. Uh, skeleton fingers. Spider fingers. Spider fingers. Spider fingers, yes or no. Padme Dolezal, yes or no. Tweet if you want to ship uh, Rachel and John Williams. <laughs> Because there's is clearly probably probably there's more chemistry between you and John Williams than there is between Padme and Anakin. You and movie. a sweaty John Williams. I accept full that. Stuff. Yeah, fully. I fully embrace that. Yes. As you fully embraced his sweaty body. Oh, God, it was great. It was great. I thrived on that. You said in your email there was a music video for Across the Stars. There is an official music video okay. for Across. It's uh, yeah. Is, is it's it like on a YouTube DVD. fan video? Basically, it's <laughs> just like, edited <laughs> footage of their like it's rolling around. It's literally just scenes from. It's like, and it's not even just love scenes. It's like there'll be a scene of like Mace Windu being like, "We've got to do this," and then it's like, <laughs> do, 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 like it's yeah. All right. So John Williams isn't in the video. The video no, isn't. No, he like, is in it conducting stuff. It's a very weird music video. I suggest this. you check it out. Yeah, we're gonna check. But this there out. aren't like slow motion like Mark Romanek shots. Of like John Williams walking down the street, flipping up his collar, <laughs> if, looking across the stars. God, I would pay so much money to shoot that video. Oh, man, John Williams is really on a high though, like because like the year before AI had come out, which is one of his greatest scores. Great score. Minority Report came mm-hmm. out. That Harry year. Potter that he did the year score. before. We were just talking about how the Harry Potter John Williams score is just like he was like, I nailed this theme. All right, the rest you can just copy paste from yeah, the other shit. Right. Yeah, but it was. I mean, that was like. The, the last time that he established like another iconic theme where it's like, oh fuck, he got exactly what the vibe of this. Yeah, thing. Mm-hmm. is that he hasn't done it again, has he? I suppose he hasn't been given a franchise like that to create a theme for. No, I'd say Fa- Phantom Menace, Harry Potter, E.T., Jaws, uh, Superman certainly is like, oh fuck, that is what Superman sounds Raiders, like. Raiders, mm-hmm. Jurassic yeah. Park. But Su- Superman and Harry Potter had that similar thing where they were already such big iconic. Right, right, things. and he like he you the heard music it and you like, evokes what that you is. Think. Right, yeah. yeah. Stepped right up to the plate. Elfman did that with Batman, but other than like yeah. that, like Williams is kind of the only guy who's really like, fuck, that's exactly what Superman sounds like musically. Mm-hmm. I thought Hans Zimmer did a good job on Man of Steel. The, the overture. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's it called? Uh, you know. Yeah. An no, ideal of hope. I think that's a great like that. score. Yeah. Uh, it's a terrible movie. Bad movie. Bad movie. Bad movie. Uh, Rachel, anything you want to plug outside of your Twitter? Yeah, what do you want to plug? Uh, oh. Can it be anything in the world. I just want to plug uh, one more theory related to this podcast, which is that Joe Costanu and Count Dooku uh, Had hooked up. Right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 And he got her to delete the Camino shit. It's like no that question. upstate New York prison escape mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Two silver foxes? Two silver foxes oh, looking for, well, one looking for love, one looking to take advantage yeah, and he's like, no, no, I'll come back and visit soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's like, because I deleted those files for you. And he's like, I know, I'm just really busy. They don't exist. They don't exist. So that's yeah, what Jocasta I'm plugging. Yeah, sucked. She sucked. Yeah, she sucked. Uh, fire her. Uh, ben, thoughts on Jocasta New? Ben is currently tangling <laughs> wires around his fingers. Ben, 
uh, no. Great, great okay. job. What are we talking about next week? Next week? Uh, I don't, I don't know yet. I don't know yet either. We we got a good guest who I think we haven't confirmed yet. Okay, it was confirmed as of a week ago. We got to double confirm. But I, I'm going to throw it to them and see what, what, they what subject they want to do. Yep. Yeah. Uh, thanks for being here, Hopefully Rachel. It's Thank you for having me. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. Ah. Uh, thanks for being here, Ben. And and Rachel, do you want to throw us out with an as always? Oh, yeah, please. I don't remember what we say as always. No, we and as always. Just some bullshit. That's, you got to say, say something stupid. The bar's really low. I've done a terrible job for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> and as always, spider fingers. Yeah. Cool.